the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska, and we want to welcome you to today's episode 35 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including, and this is going to get crazy, how the public schools are emasculating our boys. Right, George. You know, this trend has been around for decades, but it's one that has particularly infected our public school system. In fact, many are making the argument that that's where this trend begins in our public schools. And, George, we see the signs of weak men all around us in our culture, in our society. Um, I just happened to see a news clip the other day, maybe you saw it, of a woman who was slugged on a New York metro for simply asking an angry, angry hoodlum to chill. I mean, it was just, you know, very inoffensive. She just said, could you please chill? And this man just belted her. There were lots of other men surrounding her on the train. Not one of them lifted a finger. I mean, Say what? No one, no one stepped in. And, you know, this, this point, it's kind of a generalization, but I don't know about you, but it seems like chivalry is completely dead now in this country. A lot of men, you know, now wait for women to ask them out hmm. rather than them, them taking the initiative to ask women out. And then they expect them to pay them. <laughs> or um, it, it used to be, and this may seem prudish, but in, in prior uh, cultures in America, in bygone ages, men were actually concerned about the status of the women that they were dating, the sexual status. Mm-hmm. And they took care not to take advantage of them. Um, now we have what's called the hookup culture. You know, it, it's all about taking advantage to whatever degree you can, as many times as you can. This is not healthy. Uh, males account for approximately 70% of all the D's and F's in the public school system. It's an incredible statistic. Um, the average young American will spend 10,000 hours playing video games before the age of and it's probably mostly boys, not girls. Mostly boys. Boys are diagnosed as emotionally disturbed and commit suicide four times more often than girls do. They account for two-thirds of all the students in special ed. They are six times more likely to be diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. They are twice as likely to be suspended as girls and three times as likely to be expelled. These are all, you know, this is all data, that, that reliable data that, that, that we pulled off the, um, uh, the research agencies. The labor participation rate for men has been steadily declining. Back in the 1950s, 
nearly every man in his prime working years was involved in the labor force. Today, it's less than 65%. Wow. What are they doing? Men aren't going to college anymore, at least not anywhere near the numbers that they used to. Over the same half century, you know, since the 1950s, the male share of undergraduate college enrollment has fallen by nearly 20%. But at the same time, the enrollment of women in, in college has gone up to 60%. So think about that, George. 60% of the people that are in college right now, if you look at across the country, are females. 40% are males. What are the men doing? I mean, good for the women. It's great. We want to provide them all the opportunity we can. It's wonderful. But who are these college-educated women going to marry? It's a legitimate question. At the same time, the availability of jobs for men without a college edu education has diminished, and wages for lower-skilled jobs have remained more or less stagnant for years now. More than half the healthcare jobs in America are now held by women. I don't know if it's just me, but you don't see as many male doctors as you used to. Once again, it's great that women are going into the health industry and that they're becoming physicians, assistants, and doctors. But where are the men? Why have they stopped going into these fields to the degree that they used to? What has happened to them? Only 50% of adult men are married today, compared with 72% in 1960. Say what? Wow. Yeah. Here's the really sad one. Young men are nearly twice as likely to be living with their parents as young women, young women at the same age. This is the one that I think we see over and over in our society. Um, I mean, it, it makes a lot of the movies that come out of Hollywood. Um, and, and there's really the way that Hollywood portrays it is almost like there, there's no shame to it. No, it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. How, many, how much time can we spend in the dungeon playing video games? I mean, you know, how many um, uh, tweets can we get out about our, our latest video game accomplishments? Yeah, it's it, it just become endemic in our society. The question, George, for us is why is this happening? What has happened to emasculate uh, men and boys in our culture? Well, obviously, one of the chief reasons, if not the chief reason, reason has to be the breakdown in marriage and the absence of fathers, strong fathers in the family. I mean, this has been documented year after year after year. This is this is the main reason. Marriage is no longer a requirement for families anymore. And when you don't have that legal document that ties you to a family, and you're just there as a matter of convenience, yeah, you may love your kids, but it becomes very easy to walk away from them or to be less involved in their lives. Or when you have no-fault divorce laws, which started happening in the 1970s, which means that anybody, for any reason, can just you know, rip a marriage apart, rip the family apart. This is going to have a profound effect, not only on the children, but particularly young, young boys. No father figure. That has to be the, the main reason for what we're seeing. 
But our education system, George, also has played, played an outside role in feminizing our boys, and that trend is accelerating. Another statistic, until the 1970s, did you know that most high school teachers were men? Say what? Yeah, I, I remember that. You know, I'm, I'm an older guy, and I remember being in school in the 1960s. Most of my middle school and high school teachers, I remember them, they were men. You know, I would say at least 60 to 70 percent. Um, the Atlantic wrote an article, and they said within a few decades after the 70s, the choice to teach younger children was solidified as an inherently feminine pursuit, such that today, 77% of K-12 teachers are female. Wow. Yeah. So what's the effect of this feminization? Well, boys have faced a withering assault from feminism and multiculturalism, and so in the ideologies being taught in the public schools which increasingly seeks to deconstruct maleness itself. But uh, there was a, a famous book that was written uh, last year, and it's called The War Against Boys. And the author's name is Christina Hoff Summers. And uh, she wrote a chilling expose on how our public school system and the feminization of it is, is working against our boys in the public school system, and by extension, George, our entire society and culture. Just some anecdotes. Rugged games have all but disappeared in grade schools. Remember, remember tug of war? No, oh, yeah. You know what it's been replaced with? What? Tug of peace. <laughs> we can't have war. That's a masculine concept. Oh, we, we can't talk about that. We can't have children playing these games. No, so we're going to replace it with the tug of peace. Tag is out in many public schools across the, the country because it's been deemed too rough, too violent. Tag. Boys are easy targets for attention deficit disorder diagnoses and special ed labels due to their natural levels of testosterone and impulsivity. I mean, boys are... Just that way. You have yep. boys in your family, you know the way they are. But suspension rates for boys have gone up 70% since 1974. 70%, George. I mean, that's quite a statistic. So the message to these young men is stop being a boy. Mm -hmm. Stop acting the way you're acting. You need to become more feminine, you need to chill. And as a result of this, there's zero tolerance for traditional boy indiscretion. And she, uh, some of the sites are telling anecdotes from her books. Here's one. Ten-year-old Nicholas Taylor, a fifth grader at an elementary school in Smyrna, Tennessee, was sentenced to sit alone at lunch for six days. His crime? Waving around a slice of pizza that had been chewed to resemble a gun. Say what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we, we, we chuckle at this, but I mean, this, this is so sad. Can, can you imagine this? Mm -hmm. Think about this. A fifth grader, 
you know, they're in the cafeteria, they're eating lunch, he chooses pizza, and he probably waves it around. And he's made to be a pariah for six days instead of long. I mean, where have we gone wrong that we've come to the place that we're doing that to our young boys in the public school system? Here's another one. Zachary Christie, age six, of Newark, Delaware, was excited to be a new Cub Scout and packed this camping utensil in a school lunchbox. The gadget, which can be used as a knife or spoon, prompted the school officials to charge him with possession of a weapon. Wow. Zachary faced 45 days in the district's reform school, but was only later granted a reprieve, thankfully, by the school board, and he was only suspended for five days. Six-year-old. A six-year-old for bringing something like a Swiss Army knife to school in his lunch break. Oh, my. George, when I was going to school, everybody carried Swiss Army knives. <laughs> everybody did. It was just, it was just common. Wow. Uh, it, it's just, it is so sad. And then we have the gender equity activists uh, who are making it their mission to imagine, reimagine, that is, what boys are. What, what are they? And this is where the ideology comes into play. And so, Mark, when, when I was in high school, I never heard this phrase. But then when my younger brother and sister got into high school, they started hearing stuff like toxic masculinity. That became a norm. And in fact, I still remember um, when I was talking to my youngest sister about this, and she mentioned that phrase, I said, what is that? I had no clue. And this is like, you know, 10 years ago, my, my sister told me that. And I'm like, and you just talk about this at school? She's like, oh yeah, it's all over the place. And I'm like, I'm, I'm 11 years older than her, but I'm like, what? I was just there 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. On July 28, 2005, the University of California, uh, San Francisco, hosted a Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. Parents were surprised to discover that the Center for Gender Equity, the UCSF group in charge of organizing the day, had planned a simply different days for the boys and girls. Girls were scheduled to participate in exciting hands-on activities, playing surgeons, Building a microscope and firing lasers. Boys would be spending most of the day learning about violence prevention and how to be allies to the girls and women in their lives. When a reporter from the San Francisco Chronicle questioned the logic behind this plan, that's amazing in itself coming from San Francisco. Yeah. The director, Amy Levine, explained, quote, it's about dealing with the effects of sexism on both boys and girls and how it can damage them. Oh. Throughout the 1990s, equity activists in the Department of Education began promoting a national effort to liberate children from the constraints of gender, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. 
the Women's Educational Equity Act Resource Center, which is a national center for, quote, gender fair materials, maintained, maintained by the Department of Education, by the way, they distributed pamphlets that confidently asserted the social origins of femininity and masculinity. In other words, they're not in Bill George. Mm-hmm. They're learned. These are social constructs. Here, for example, is a passage from the center's guide entitled Gender Equity for Educators, Parents, and Community. Quote, the only way to win the battle over gender stereotypes is to stage educational interventions as early as possible, preferably in infancy. <laughs> Masculine stereotypes receive the lion's share of attention. Getting little boys to play with dolls is a principal goal. I mean, it's as laughable as it is evil what this is trying to do. I agree. I agree. And Christine Summers, she's not at all about letting boys, you know, run wild. Mm-hmm. Boys, they, they do have a lot of energy. They, they can run wild. And, you know, far from it, her message is not to necessarily let boys be boys in the worst sense, she writes, but boys need to be guided and civilized. And she writes, it has been said that every year civilization is invaded by millions of tiny bar- barbarians. <laughs> by children, by the way. All societies confront the problem of civilizing children, both boys and girls, but particularly boys. History teaches that masculinity without morality is lethal. Mm-hmm. But masculinity constrained by morality is powerful. It's constructive. It's actually a gift to women. What a concept, George. Masculinity as a gift to women. Yes. We completely lost that. Yes. It's the reason chivalry is dead. Mm-hmm. But the public schools, as you and I both know, have no intention of letting boys be boys. In fact, the very idea of a boy is now a social construct according to the cult of wokeism being forced upon our children in public schools today. In fact, uh, some public schools have ex- done experiments trying to separate boys and girls as a more conducive learning environment because they learn in different ways, different styles. And the ACLU has sued, effectively, they won most of these cases, uh, to break up boys' reading classes. It's promoting, quote, harmful gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. We, we can't have that. 25 years ago, in 1996, a woman named Carol uh, Gilligan, uh, a professor of gender studies at Harvard, launched the Harvard Project on Women's Psychology, Boys' Development, and the Culture of Manhood, which announced the need for a revolution in how we raise boys. The stakes are high, she said. She called for a new pedagogy to free boys from the errant masculinity that is endangering civilization. My goodness. And it's occurred, hasn't it? Yes, it has. That that revolution has actually taken place. I mean, you and I see it every day um, in our work with Protect Our Kids. Um, The schools are actively feminizing boys by suppressing their energetic uh, nature. They are glorifying femininity over masculinity. 
they offer very few male role models. More and more in teaching curriculums, it's females who are being elevated. Again, George, lest we be accused of being misogynist. We applaud the fact that girls are doing great and that they're going to college and that they're becoming role models. But it shouldn't be at the expense of boys. We need boys to become men in our society. The public schools are hindering our boys' ability to learn by just a factor of grouping them with girls. It's just axiomatic. That, that's the way it works. And now the schools are subjecting them to sex and gender theory, where we're, we're telling our boys from age five, George, well, you may not be a boy. Or the very fact that you're a boy, you're an evil, cis, hetero, patriarch person, that's right? right. What message does that send? Well, I don't even want to be a boy. Yeah. It's in my best interest to, if I don't want to be a girl, at least to be non-binary, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, they're, that's what they're being taught now in our public school system. Along with cis critical race theory and the evils of what you just said, cis male heavy general patriarchy. And we've got six examples of color of this. Uh, the, the book that uh, kindergartners are, are often given in, in uh, grade school now, Who Are You?, which in the opening pages says, parents make a guess about their child's gender by looking at their mom's parts. Or 10,000 lessons about a boy who likes to wear girls' clothes. What message does it send to boys in the public schools? Or my princess boy, about a boy who identifies as a princess. Mm -hmm. Or the fact that kids now are being told you need to um, uh, go along with gender preferred pronouns. Gender is meaningless, yeah. except as a social construct. Or co-ed bathrooms being instituted across public schools across the nation. Or even, perhaps even worse, George, boys now competing as girls and celebrated for it. George, these things are all so deeply psychologically damaged to the psyche of a young boy growing up in today's culture. And the question for us is, how do we undo all of this? Because it's been decades and decades of a war against families, a war against men, um, and, and essentially the feminization um, of our entire society. It really has been. Christina Hot Summers uh, sort of concludes, we need a total change of attitude. The women's lobby, the Department of Education, the gender theorists in our schools of education, the ACLU, and the President of the United States are so carried away with girl power, they have simply forgotten about our male children. They have distracted themselves and the nation from acknowledging a plain and simple fact. American boys across the ability spectrum and in all age groups have become second-class citizens in the nation's schools. And if it's going to happen, it's going to be from parents asserting themselves into the public school system. And parents being parents at home. The best thing you could do, dads, moms, 
is teach them from home. Be a good role model to them. Dads, be present in your families. Stay together. We can turn this thing around. So until next time, um, on Say What, Mark and George are signing off. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.